0: All right. All right. All right. So today I'm joined with uh, my buddy Thomas. We went to we went to school way back. What did you, did you, were you in kindergarten? <laughs> were you Thomas?
1: No, no, no. I popped in uh, third grade in- Third uh, grade. Uh, and then oh
0: you God, left- God, I forget and? her
1: name, the teacher. I left- oh, Third grade, uh, freshman, Third grade was Mrs. Flato. Re- yes. And then I left the uh, end of um, freshman year. So
0: third wait. through ninth grade, longtime buddies, and then my new friend and Thomas's friend also, Abel. Hey,
2: yeah, that's me. I you know met Thomas here in the Air Force not too long ago, but we've we've quickly grown pretty close together. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so how Thomas,
1: long have you uh, been in now, Abel? When did you go to basic?
2: I went to basic uh, February fourth, so I've been okay,
1: in for went... over five months. To basic uh, December third, day before my birthday. So yeah. I've well, been in a little bit now. <laughs> yeah. So when did you guys meet? Uh, about three weeks ago. Three weeks Yeah.
0: Are you guys? Yeah. Um, are you guys at the same? Like I assume you guys are at the same base in Biloxi, right? Yes. Yeah.
2: Well. we Continue. So we met at the the CQ desk Central quarters. I uh, just kind of like talked we went to the smoke pit hung out there and we you know just kind of like chilled ever since and got contact information and uh we were in the same squadron uh, until just recently <laughs> got, uh, got
1: reclassed so yeah now he's uh, a little uh, bit yeah. away probably about uh 500 yards north i'd say like yeah. something like that a little walk yeah. a little walk um yeah. but yeah no we had mutual friends um but we were never really hanging out in the same friend group you know i've like really been laying low uh since i've got here because i was just trying to get in and get out but that didn't exactly work for me now that i've been reclassed to another occupation so yeah yeah, um that's all right though uh but no these past couple weeks have definitely been fun getting out of my room for once Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so what does reclass mean because i don't know what that means so what does that mean exactly so
1: i joined the air force with the career cyber systems operator um and I went through uh, about three and a half months of school and then it all leads up to this big test at the end, which Abel hasn't taken yet. It's called security plus it's a certification. It's an it certification. Uh, it's people say it's worth about, uh, 80,000, like for like minimum starting jobs and careers and mm-hmm. things like that. And, um, Man, the book is probably what, like two and a half, three inches thick. I bet Abel has it there somewhere near him. But uh, uh, no, I, I gave it away. <laughs> oh, God. that's awesome. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I just I didn't really study enough the first time around that I took the test and uh, I failed miserably. And the second time around, um, man, I studied my heart out and I uh, still fell short by about 200 points because the uh, <laughs> test is completely randomized out of like. Um, like 500 pages, like 11 chapters, man, and the yeah. test is only, what, 90 questions? 100. Yeah, uh, and there are different point values per, like, r- these like random questions, mm-hmm. and I I messed up on a couple of those, and those are, like, minus 50 points each. You know the, the PBQ is able? Yeah. So if you get three PBQs wrong, man, you're already freaking... 150 points down. And that was the case with me. So I failed my second time. And I uh, went and talked to the commander and she was like, okay, we're probably going to reclass you. I was like, all right. I mean, that's fine. You know, I'm pretty optimistic. Like whatever direction life's going to take me, I'll just go with the flow. But um, I'm definitely going to try and transfer back into cyber sysops in my third year when I'm eligible to cross train. But now I'm in airfield management. And uh, so yeah, that's my new occupation. I start class on July 20th. So I think it just entails me kind of driving around like, like a mall cop on the airfield, uh, make sure everything is like clean, tidy, and nobody's doing anything stupid. Uh, but I guess I'll have to go through school before I know what it's all about.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds interesting. So,
2: yeah, uh, one one thing about about our career field is that we specific are more susceptible to, to getting reclassed. When you talk to people in other career fields, uh, a lot of them don't even know what reclass means. They've never heard of it. Uh, so because in, in the aspect of the the certification we have to take uh, Security Plus, we are the hardest to get through our
1: textbook in our in our course. So um, uh, I just want to make a quick comment. The company CompTIA that issues the Security Plus exam recommends two years of IT experience, yeah. and the Air Force wants you to do it in uh, two and a half months. So
2: I oh, mean, they, I'm not the only will... one
1: that's been reclassed recently. That's for sure. No,
2: yeah. Tons of people get requests. They also recommend getting two other certifications
0: before even trying SecPlus. But uh, But the Air Force has its demands, so. Yeah. So I assume, Abel, you're trying to do the same cybersecurity thing?
2: Yeah, so I'm also a shortened version, SysOps, Cyber Systems Operations. Okay. Um, So I've been been waiting on what's called AFI, uh, awaiting further instruction, for about uh, three to four weeks now waiting to get into a class because you need to take a week-long course to, uh, for them to let you take Sec Plus, unless you pre-tested, which I didn't do. Um, I didn't so do that I <laughs> kind of regret that. I've been waiting a minute. Uh, and so you take that week-long course, and then you you know, pass or fail. And if you pass, you probably wait a bit longer because you're not at the top of their priority. Uh, typically, a National Guard is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you leave when you leave.
0: When they tell you, you can. Interesting. Well, I don't know you that well, as I know Thomas. So, Like, where are you from, Abel? Like, wh- where's your hometown? So, so,
2: I was born in St. Tammany Parish, Covington, Louisiana. I uh, lived there for about six months when my, my mother up and left with me. And I went to a small town in, in northern Alabama, um, where I've lived my whole life. Of course, I I take frequent trips back to Louisiana. You know, that's, that's my birth home. I, I love it there. It's I'm more... I would say like French Cajun then mm-hmm. an Alabamian. Disgusting word, but <laughs> um but yeah, so you know I'm a really a, a two state native um group with my mom primarily. I had visitation with my
0: dad. Um, but you know, now I'm here, so none of that's mm-hmm. happening. So uh this is a question for both of you. What do, what do you guys think of Biloxi?
1: Uh Look, all you Biloxians out there listening, uh, this place is a shithole. <laughs>
2: um,
1: it's it's uh, like 98% humidity every day. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's a no-go uh, right off the bat. Um, the water has had a, a past uh, reputation of having flesh-eating bacteria. So that's another no-go mm-hmm. right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I, mean, swam
2: it, in, I swam in that water yesterday.
1: <laughs> I know. Is I know. it salty?
0: Or no? Is, is it, it like brackish? Well, I mean, it's brackish. It's yeah.
2: it's so it's a lake that leads into the Gulf. So it's it's uh, a swamp without the the what you would you know think like regular swamp
0: characteristics. Yeah. Basically. Because not too long ago, I was near Gulfport, Mississippi.
2: Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Really Gulf,
0: close. Yeah. Um, and then yes, yeah, really so we close. went to the beach um and we're like this is this water's like not salty at all and like there's like no waves basically yeah. in like basically fresh water um so I, yeah i assume fresh. it was the same in biloxi um and i even texted thomas hey i'm near biloxi like can we yeah, like no
1: uh COVID has us locked up tight yeah here, so yep. can't leave base
0: that's unfortunate
1: but before yeah. this
0: whole thing i mean so when did you get to biloxi abel I got here uh,
2: April fourth, so I have no idea what it was like beforehand. But I know Thomas does.
1: I was Please. able to leave base. Uh, me and the buddies would go to all types of like sports bars. Uh, we watched that really big UFC fight. The those two women fighting. Uh, they were the title fight um, at like Buffalo Wild Wings, and that was my last trip off base. So,
0: yeah, I love Buffalo Wild Wings. New, yeah, yeah no, I've heard fun. some. Like so when I was in Gulfport or near Gulfport at least, we went to like this ice cream shop and we we're like we were asking the people who work there, like, what are some like cool stuff to do around here? And they were like, Well, like you could drive like twenty, thirty minutes to Biloxi and like there's some there's some stuff to do there. So that I was just wondering like what there kind are of stuff. a lot
1: of casinos and resort hotels. Yeah. Like there's at least mm-hmm. five within our uh like pff, ten mile radius. So
2: Yeah. Uh, because of the area, uh, I went on the, the pontoon yesterday on, on the lake that, that leads into the Gulf of mm. Mexico and just uh, like along the the coastline is these god like seven hundred, eight $800,000 homes, um, like built beautifully that are literally like probably just rented out. If I had to guess, uh, just for you to stay like on the Gulf and, and mm-hmm. on the bank. So you can, you can take a quick drive to the casino or go to a club. It's mm-hmm. a big, it's a big party city. Um, mm-hmm party yeah. in a sense of as what thomas said casinos and and, yeah, yeah. and stuff it's, more it's than just like, like an, a clubby uh
1: it's not like an ugly city like i said shithole mm-hmm. but i just meant like the the climate it's uh not very good but yeah. like certain parts of the city are a little poorer than others but um it's not like once you get to the coast man like it it's not ugly at all by any means mm-hmm. so
0: mm-hmm I mean, for me personally, like I miss like when I go to the beach, I want some like salty water and like some at least yeah. m- mediocre waves and like so when whenever we went, it was a family vacation we were on. We were like, oh, we don't want to like drive all the way to like Florida. We don't want to drive all the way to like Gulf Shores, Alabama. Like oh, Mississippi's mm-hmm. not too far. We, let's try it out. Like it can't be that bad. But it was like eh. a little disappointing. Yeah, it was. I was disappointed.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, rightfully. So being from the area, um, you know, growing up, growing up and, and frequent visits to, to Louisiana, when you get to the more Mississippi side, honestly, when you, when you get more west than, than Gulf Shores, it, it turns into a more freshwater, swampier mm. kind of water. And you're not seeing a lot of waves just because, uh, honestly, a lot of Louisiana is, is stopping all those waves from coming in the way Louisiana breaks off and it's, it's swampy waters. It, um, doesn't allow big waves and doesn't allow regular beach things that like you would think. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure it was a little like off-putting to, to go to the beach and get in the water and it not be salty. Like that's yeah. definitely weird. Yeah, um, for sure. it, it doesn't. So when I say the, I'm going to say the water tastes swampy. And when I say that, I don't mean like it's, it's disgusting. It's, it's swamp algae crap. Um, well, while it kind of is, it's, it's more, man, I can't remember the word it's, whatever um like a mix between between salt water and and fresh water um so it's pretty unique in that sense i think it's a a good place to be my parents i know came down here a few weeks ago and they really enjoyed themselves so
0: yeah well do you well would you rather live in a less humid climate like more up north i guess or are you okay with like the heat for both of you yeah thomas you can go
1: Oh, um, well, I mean, living in San Diego the past five years, um, really sets my standards high. Like when it comes to weather nowadays, um, mm-hmm. you know, being very low humidity, um, I can put up with the dry heat. I mean, I'm like a naturally like really warm person, so I don't really like the heat. Regardless, I'd love to live somewhere snowy. Like, I know people that live in the snow are constantly like, oh, like the snow sucks. But like, since I've only ever seen, uh, mm-hmm. like. Three inches of snow, four inches of snow in my life. I'd love to experience the shit show that is, uh, like, a snowstorm uh, one of these days. So, but yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. take on the the weather here. I mean, I just think it's bad because of the climate that I've lived in for the past uh, couple years or so. Is you know so uh, so like, what's the word like uh, wanted? I guess.
2: Mm-hmm. So living in Alabama for so long and and not living. In louisiana for months at a time or you know the, this humid area i guess uh i forgot how god awful it was um mm-hmm. being down here yeah so it's it's actually the worst um when it comes to humidity and heat you know you you get out here in in july with a heat index of 115 like it was yesterday and um <clears throat> excuse me oh, yeah you guys are all sunburned, huh
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah my shoulders man i'm uh i'm rough <laughs> but I, I I like it down here. It's you know, it feels like home, but in the summertime it is so terrible. Oh, it's deadly. Like, it, you could be wearing no clothes and still like feel like <laughs> something sticky to you. Like, it's just sticky, crappy air.
1: You, um, you walk outside to like go to the smoke pit or like go down to like the base exchange like store and like your your hands just feel wet like your fingers slide together and you're like, yeah. oh, that's uh, that's
2: four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you wear glasses like me, the moment you walk out, you have a good two minutes where you just can't see going from an AC building to the
0: <laughs> terrible thick humid air. Oh, wait. the sun drains your energy too. Like you're already like drenched and yes. wet for like walking 5-10 minutes outside and like you're already tired and like it's just it's draining
1: before the uh like some of our covid restrictions we would do this thing called accountability where we'd we'd all uh, line up outside in our in our like rows of like uh we call them bays like they're basically just a hallway of rooms like since our our buildings are shaped like a t we have a bay c bay and b bay and obviously, first, second, third floor. So it would be we'd line up in our, our rows, and we'd sit out there and like listen to announcements and stuff. And you're you're out there from maybe ten to fifteen minutes, and you go inside, and you're like, "Oh my god, I need to shower immediately!"
2: Like, yeah,
1: yeah. You know. But yeah, it's it's uh it's gross to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely so standing
0: we-
2: at attention, full uniform. Is- oh,
0: I, I can't even imagine. So Thomas was telling me about how you guys met and stuff you guys been gaming together and talking while gaming as as the lads do so, so what have you been playing on lately
1: oh man uh we've been playing this game speaking of louisiana uh we've been playing this game yeah. uh it's apocalyptic and it's called hunt showdown and it's based in uh 1985 louisiana where like a a dark force hit the land and mutated a bunch of people and a bunch of people evacuated but bounty hunters came back in you know greedy bounty hunters
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: uh it's it's just a a pve pvp game you know you fight against all the zombies that are in the map while also watching out for players and then you have to you know kill a boss and then get out of the map and you have one hour to do the whole thing but they usually take about 20 to 30 minutes the
2: rounds so uh quick quick little insert it's definitely 1885 not uh, oh, I said I said
1: 1985 yeah definitely yeah, so 1885
2: it, it's you know like a like a winfield rifle uh you know your your, your regular colt revolver um so it it's stuff like that it's it's, it's pretty cool like I've like, definitely been um, enjoying
1: it like some buffalo like guns like load yeah. one time shoot reload you know like it's it's just a, mm-hmm. it's like classic guns
0: mm-hmm. one absolutely one thing modern. yeah one thing about like gaming in general, just like video games as a whole, especially if you're like playing with your friends and that, and like you have mics on and you're talking to each other while you're playing this game. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people who don't really play video games like that don't understand- Oh, my
1: alarm's going off nice. You're good, you're good.
0: Don't really understand how like, when you're playing video games with your friends, with the boys and you're all talking to each other at the same time, that is, like, equivalent to literally hanging out with them in person.
1: Yeah, a lot yeah, of people don't understand that. that at all. I mean, of, of course, the body language isn't there. So you're usually just feeding raw thoughts to your friends, and there's, like, this new bond mm. that kind of forms.
2: Yeah, that's definitely the case between you and I, Thomas. I think, you know, with without playing, like, definitely, like, we've gotten close just hanging out, but I feel like we've had a lot of really in-depth figuring each other out uh, personality-wise, really the depths of our mind, you know, through playing late at night. You know we quit the game we just talk about like just yeah what he said like feeding raw thoughts um like, yeah no I, I checked your
1: throughout. hours you're at like 28 hours on a hunt uh and like, past week so so yeah it's we've crazy. had a lot of time just to chill yeah
0: But yeah i i think that a lot of people like think oh why don't why don't you just like go and see them in person why don't you go go hang out and like do i don't know have dinner or something but like it is it's really equivalent to like hanging out with each other in person and as you said like you do make those bonds you do like you are talking like you are talking to each other like yeah you're playing a game but like for me at least I don't I'm not gonna get online and play a game by myself I'm only gonna get on and play a game if I'm like if like my friends are online and I'm like playing with them and that's like and I know like some people yeah some people do like Get on and play video games like for the joy of that game whatever that may be and like good for them but for me that's why i play video games like i haven't i have like like all the call of duties from black ops 2 till now and i haven't played a single campaign out of all those call of duties because i don't play campaign i don't play solo i just play multiplayer with my friends because that's like um... the equivalent to hanging out with your buddies
1: yeah no that that's what really i think got me into gaming you know when you're younger and you're playing these like solo games on like your your xbox 360 or your ps3 or your your ds or something like pokemon and you're like okay video games are cool and then then you get older and you start playing online with your friends and you're like okay video games are legit like because i can sit here i can have fun and i can you know have these awesome conversations these funny moments these these like uh very like heartfelt moments occasionally you know it's, it's cool it's really it's really interesting
2: yeah there, there's something really comforting about being able to, to play a game and and feed your thoughts about it uh, into someone and they reciprocate like having someone in the room or maybe being on facetime or a phone call with someone while you're playing a video game is is nice because there's a comfort of someone being there but they're probably doing their own thing you know they're not really paying attention but i know especially when it comes to thomas and i when when we get in the game you know we just talk about like whatever's on our mind. You know, we we bounce off each other really well. And um, like, especially if something happens in the game that's funny, we really feed off that. And it just divulges into these these conversations where we can find out so much more about each other. More, I mean, arguably more than you can just hang out with a group of people. I think, I think running like two people, uh, like just one person and one person talking to each other can create more irreplaceable moments than hanging out with a group of friends just because you get that, that solidarity, that, um, that attention that isn't necessarily like, yeah, like I'm getting attention right now. Like I, I feel good cause I'm being like, people are, are like, this guy's mm-hmm. talking to me. It's it's more like, like I can have this, this raw thought that I, I didn't even like filter. I, I just say it and it's reciprocated in a way that is it's just really nice. Um, you get to bond really well over a certain video game and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah no, I, uh, I agree. Uh,
0: yeah, I totally agree. And I, I, I wonder because um, I wonder if do would you say that it's even easier to open up to your buddies while playing a video game versus like face to face interaction, even if it's just one on one face to face interaction.
1: Personally personally i don't think so i mean just me like i'm i'm a very uh i wouldn't i wouldn't say i'm introverted or extroverted but i I am social to say the least and i feel like one-on-one in person i can really uh be honest with somebody and be myself to somebody but i can also do that while just playing a game with them you know like uh for me those those two things are interchangeable but i can see how they'd be different for other people
2: yeah um when it when it comes to me personally i i think i do better in a voice call or like a video call playing a game um with someone rather than being face to face personally um you know i i i suffer from uh, an anxiety disorder so i think not being able to have to um read body language and uh not being able to read body language and just like really talking to people and just hearing voices and not like having to look at them and, and feel the room more of just, I can say this. And even if I'm ignored or it, it kind of goes somewhere else, I know that I got my word out and I didn't have to see those like, mm-hmm. those like side eyes, those glaring yeah. eyes of maybe I didn't agree. Mm-hmm.
0: I think, I don't know, maybe I think for guys, at least it's, it's almost that we and, and research has shown that like um, guys bond by doing activities together while um, females bond more by like having those like conversations with each other um, and talking more where like guys bond more with activities and like doing something while girls bond more by like talking to each other. So I think that's why it can be, easier for a lot of guys and i think that's why a lot of guys are into gaming and especially with their friends online because like they have that activity in the video game and they they also have that microphone to talk to their friends about whatever's on their mind so like you get both the activity and the talking aspect of it and that's also why you see guys always being like hey yo we should all like play basketball together we should all go do laser tag, paintball. Like you see all these activities being done because that's how like guys bond best versus how women bond best by just, hey, let's let's go get like coffee. coffee. Let's go, yeah. <laughs> let's go get ice cream, let's go take cute pictures or whatever that may be, while we're actually like doing something, some activity. And you and in other activities like paintball, laser tag, sports, whatever that may look like, whenever you're doing that specific specific activity, there's not that much chance to really converse with your friends. But with gaming, you have that activity and you have that conversation aspect.
1: Yeah, no, uh, definitely, 100%. Um, I actually, mm, I since agree. I transferred to this new squadron, uh, my check-in time uh, in the evenings is different. So I'll be back in like one minute. But uh, keep it rolling.
0: Yeah, you are good? What do you, What do you think about what I just said, Abel?
2: Um, I I agree wholeheartedly. I think that that definitely applies to me, probably more than Thomas, because you know, as you said, he can do well in that that in-person uh, conversation. The way you know how how talking to people in real life versus mm-hmm. um, like on the phone is interchangeable for him is, is not the same for me. So I agree with the, the activity aspect and the being like being able to talk one-on-one as well, I think works really well um, mm-hmm. in, in gaming and stuff. And I, I agree, you know, you said research shows that, that gaming has, you know, is, is more popular among men just, you know, because of that. And mm-hmm. um, that definitely like, yeah, like again, that, that applies to me. Uh, really heavily. I think people can be it, it, different people, not everyone, but I think certain groups of people can be a bit ruthless when it comes to showing out for friends, um especially in person. You know, as mm-hmm. I said earlier, those those glaring eyes, those side looks, those side snickers don't yeah. really happen um, in gaming um and and being you know on your on your Xbox or on your computer and talking on like whatever discord or on a phone call or whatever. I su- I know that sounds like super like, yeah, like nerdy know. of me, I guess, if like to say like, but it's definitely just you know like the anxiety like gets me in in social interactions and not to say that I don't do well because I I do in my opinion I, in my opinion I do well in those social interactions but I will almost always prefer mm-hmm. um a one on one or like a two on one conversation like a three way Um yeah. over the internet stuff like yeah
0: that. yeah for sure I I totally get that even with face-to-face interactions like i i I feel like you would agree with me that like smaller groups are better even whenever you guys are meeting together so like as you said like two to three people maybe even two to five people but like once you Mm -hmm. get past five people really like five plus people like it's hard to really make those personable connections that you could Mm -hmm. get from a one-on-one um conversation or like even Three people in the group um, conversation, so I, I I definitely agree with you that I do prefer a smaller group than a larger group, um, just because of that aspect where like you really get to connect with everyone in the group rather than having the possibility of you feeling left out or someone else feeling left out or you not being able to connect with someone in that group because like other people are connecting with each other and it's all this yeah big um, group like nonsense
1: big groups man like like uh like eight to ten maybe even ten plus like like small gatherings parties even like everybody's mind is on its own track right but if you have these smaller groups everybody's everybody's like you know thought process or like moods or like um the room you know like reading the room can all kind of sync up uh but when you have like large groups you just have different people feeling too many different uh, feelings or emotions or too many thoughts running in the room for, like, it to be mm-hmm. um, super, like, for it to be super deep, to, to there be that, like, that uh, connection that uh, is so important that we're talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, I like the way that you said, like, to sync up and stuff like that. And, and I wonder, maybe maybe that's why, like, people love, like, the team aspect of, like, sports and such. Because, like, yeah, there's, like, maybe... 11 people on the field for soccer like i guess 10 people total on the court for basketball but like everyone has everyone's on the same wavelength because everyone is playing this one objective or whatever to win the game and in that sense that's how they sync up into this team atmosphere
1: yeah so which Mm -hmm. is why i think larger groups would then be acceptable if it's if it's something like uh like a team sport or or a mm-hmm. large team video game as opposed to like a social gathering or party where there's no real objective other than to enjoy yourself. But that can sometimes be hard when you're taking into the account. Like, Because me, I I really take in the account of how other people around me are feeling because I don't want to worsen that. You know, I, I want to mm-hmm. always – I want everybody around me. If, if somebody around me, if like one of my friends, if I'm hanging out with the boys and somebody is not feeling good, somebody – I can't sit there and be like – yeah, like this is freaking great. Like, yeah, it could be super fun, but if one person is like having a shit ass time, like, I can't, I can't not feel that, you mm-hmm. know? Like, like if Abel and I were hanging out with a group of group of people, and uh, somebody in our group, or me or him, are like just really down on themselves for something that happened that day, or or how they feel right then, like I can that can really reflect on the other people there, or they just won't pick up on it at all, and that could. Uh, you know, that person might feel like, uh, oh, like, they don't really care how I'm feeling at the moment, like, but that's okay. I'll try to enjoy myself anyway. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just not as, um not as uh, enjoyable of an experience, you know, I think.
2: Yeah, uh, I agree. Definitely. Like, and, and that's one thing that you and I have both connected on when it comes to uh, hanging out with a group of people, like with with our group of friends um, is that we're both really inclusive and we scan the room. I know, like I've seen you do it, I do it. We we scan the room, not only, you know, just with feelings with our eyes and ears, making sure everyone's up to par. If if not, if someone's feeling a bit down, when the group gets into like a, a side discussion, you can kind of pull them to the side or shoot them a text, say, hey, like what's going on? Are you not feeling well? Here's how you do this. And I know, spec- like me specifically, I don't really know with you, um, I definitely try to maneuver them back on the conversation without outing them as feeling left out or feeling down or, you know, if, if they need to leave, you know, maybe like walk them out, you know, be, hey, hey guys, I'll mm-hmm. we'll be right back. You know, they're going to, they're going to go and then you can you know, tell the group or whatever or because I know like when bigger groups, especially when it gets bigger than like five or six, it's it's so easy for someone to get left out and to feel down like on themselves for, for whatever, I mean, you know, maybe they weren't having the best day. Maybe they just had like a really bad weekend and now they're being left out of this conversation. And that was really just like, not, not that big of a deal, but for them it was the last the straw. Cherry on top, like, yeah, yeah exactly.
1: The, the, the cherry on top of the, the shit cake, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, uh, these people clearly don't care about me. Like, blah, blah, blah. And you know, a lot, of, I know a lot of people that really overthink things like that. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, some yeah. people will be like, like they should be fine. Like they're like, what's the problem? It's like, well, well, it's because you aren't seeing what they're feeling right now. Like they could feel Mm -hmm. like absolute shit and uh, you wouldn't know that. And just these other small things just add up and make them feel, feel worse. And a lot of people don't take that into consideration. I think. Yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. I think for me, I feel like the sweet spot is like for like probably three to five people for me. I I think that's definitely what I prefer. And that's like the sweet spot.
2: Yeah. uh, I think that's 100% true. That's, that's the same with me. I think that's why our group does really well together. Our current friend group is five people. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It, it works well. And sometimes one, one person get left out. Typically, um, I I won't say her name, but you know who she, she, is not having the greatest time right now, so I definitely try to to be more attentive in these times of, um, of making sure that she's all right, you know, that, that she's not being left out. And I definitely, of course, I do the same for everyone because I know that I know that sometimes I'll be feeling a bit down, and I have Thomas there to to read that and to pick up on that and to to bring me back in. And I think that's why we we meld really well together, just because typically in my friend groups back home, I I was the one, the only one who like read the room and make sure that everyone same. was doing well. Same here. Like when I would be not my not at my greatest when I'd be feeling kinda of left out, it would just be that way. I would just be left out. Mm-hmm. Um and I would be, you know, just turned off from the group or turned off from the conversation. I would just kind of sit to myself until someone would oust me in front of everyone, like, Hey, why aren't you talking or hey, why aren't you doing this? And that's just not the way to go.
1: I wouldn't ever. say I was the only one in my friend group that uh that wouldn't read the room, but um you know, there's like the people that you're a little less close with, like friends of friends that will be there at Mm. like uh, gatherings like that, who, Mm. who clearly don't take that initiative. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. That's just how they, how they are person. That's how they grew up. That's how they were raised. Like they just didn't didn't get that. But you know, it's, it's, it's those people that, uh, that really like, uh, take that initiative to make sure everybody's having a good time that I, I value, uh, the most, uh, that I try and, I try and get close with you know because because i like that i want to have that on my side you know when i'm mm-hmm. feeling down so I, I i think i really gravitate towards a, a certain people
0: so we're, we're all agreeing on this subject but do you think that everyone would agree on the subject and that they prefer smaller groups to larger groups and that there's just this this pluralistic ignorance and what i mean by that is um like you you think something is the norm but deep down you don't really agree with that norm but because you think everyone thinks that you just go along with it so do you do you think that a lot of people like say they like big group interactions just because like oh the life of the party and when i love parties love to go party with like ragers and whatnot with like 20 30 plus people but like deep down, they really prefer small groups over that larger group. But because everyone else is saying, "Yeah, I like big parties too. I love to throw out ragers at my house or whatever," they just go along with it just to feel more accepted.
1: Most definitely, yeah, I, I think so. I, I think I know a couple people that are that would always be down to go to a party because um, they might make uh, they might think it might make them you know feel better. Um, but uh, but in the end, you know, it, it's just uh, it's a dice roll of how it'll how it'll turn out for them. You know, if they feel left out, if they feel if they have a, a lot of fun, you know, if there if there's any kind of uh, drinking or illicit drugs at the party, you know, they'll, they'll be like, oh, like, yeah, I can I can do that with a bunch of people and be on that like same vibe as a bunch of people. But but actually turn out not to be, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think there are those there are those people that would prefer smaller groups, but because they're large group of friends uh isn't like everybody wants to be including and included in doing something that there's not always the opportunity to have the you know the small small group moments
2: yeah um i agree i agree with you on that one i also think there are there are just people who you know do well in big groups like they're perfectly comfortable with putting in their two cents and and making like a situationally funny joke um at the right time, and then sitting and waiting mm-hmm. for the next moment to pop up. I think there are people that that like that. Um, probably not. I would say there's more people who would prefer a smaller group. But I think when it when it comes to to big crowds, uh, like let's say you go to a party, there's you know 30, 40, 50 people. There, you know, there's going to be your friends there, and they might leave you behind, and then you got to make new friends, and that can be a bit scary. Um, so I think it, it's best for most people if you know you're going to be in a big group like that to, to click up and, you know, to make sure you have someone by your side. And, and when it comes to, to big, just friend groups, like let's say like half my class is like, we all kind of click together well, like in high school. And you all hang out at this spot. I think something that happens definitely subconsciously more than anything, like I I rarely see this in um, like on, like on purpose, but people click up in their own friend groups and they will, hang out with, like, if they want to have that, that small interaction, they know who they're going to go to. Mm-hmm. So I agree with the people who like big parties and they, they want to go and hang out with a bunch of people. They value that because maybe they know that they also have that smaller group within that big group mm-hmm. to go yeah. to with more serious or more deep, just more personal interactions.
1: And then yeah. there's the, there's the people that, uh, that love the all eyes on me moments. I am yeah. not one of them. Like, you know, no. some people that'll, that'll do something big at like a party and just have like the whole room be like watching them or like, like they're the, they're the star, you know, that, that couldn't be me. I, I, I would hate to uh, draw attention to myself in a group of 30 to 40, um, mm-hmm. especially if there's a lot of people there that I'm not as close with, you know, like,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I
1: I think we know some people like that, Aaron. Um, Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) I I think there's also those type of people who like to host things just to, like, be a good, like, hostess or host in that, like, oh, like, yeah, everyone come into my house and, like, we'll all have a great time. And, like, literally all they're doing that entire time is, like, making sure everyone is fed, making sure everyone is, like, happy and, like, they may not have a lot of conversations, but, like, they're just going around the whole time, like, I,
1: I enjoy being host hosting I've hosted some parties, yeah. Definitely.
2: Yeah. Um, my my friend back home, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll name drop him because I'm about to praise him a little bit. My friend back home, Tristan, um, he would host parties at his house for his birthday. And on New Year's, we have these, like, especially on New Year's, it was, uh, like, a different kind of... Dress up party each time. Like last mm. time, it was the, the Roaring Twenties because you know we're going into 2020. That was mm. really fun. And I know a big thing he loves to do is to host the party, have fun himself, but to also just like feel good in the fact that he's hosted something yeah. that people are really enjoying. And mm. if people aren't enjoying it, he will personally go out of his way to sit, like pull him aside, do a one-on-one, like, "Hey, are you good? If you're not good, what can I do?" I know definitely I've I've, I've co-hosted half his parties and i've you know done the same thing of oh someone's gonna go throw up in the bathroom uh mm-hmm. hey tristan go hold his hair um yeah, definitely accommodate
1: hair. like hosts love to accommodate yeah. for
2: people yeah that's a that's a big part i think of, of tristan's personality is just making sure people feel good um so i think he really really fits in that in that subject of people
0: yeah how how many were in your graduating class abel did you go to a big high school?
2: 176
0: Okay, so not ginormous.
2: No, it's a small town. I knew everyone in my class and in my school, really.
0: Okay, see, that's nice. My graduating class was like forty-eight, so you definitely. Oh know. wow! Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: the uh, STE life.
0: <laughs> yeah, STE <laughs> life. Uh, so yeah, it was because it, I asked that question because earlier, like, well, yeah, like. Especially, like, if you know everyone in your high school and, like, blah, 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 blah. So that's why I asked. But, yeah, I think – well, how many were in your class, Thomas? You Let's know? see.
1: I think this is a funny number because um, uh, when I left STE, there was, like, 635 students from first to 12th grade. Uh-huh. And uh, my graduating class was about 600. So.
0: Yeah. See, so. Like, yeah, that's crazy. I think – and this probably isn't, like, the best – question for y'all but i think that there's always this um this want from going from a high school senior to college like oh like i'm ready to get out of high school i'm so done with high school i want to go to college i want to live that like college life that like not even ideal college life just that like american college life of like going to university, going to all these parties, meeting all these new people, being away from home, having like all these new f- found freedoms that you never had before, which like, so like, they're always like, and there there's always people in every class. Some people from like the people that I've talked to for the most part, they're like, yeah, like I don't miss high school at all. Like, I'm so glad I'm in cl- college, blah, 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 blah. But for me, honestly, I, I love the high school I went to. Um, and I know I've only been in college for like a year, not even because of the current circumstances. I was only up there for a semester and a half, really. But um, I-, I missed high school, and um, but everyone else that I seen that I talked to at least seemed like they they loved college way more than high school. So like, what do, what do you guys? I-, I feel like at least for me, and maybe even you, Abel. Like you didn't get the typical high school life that like Thomas did or like people that go to like bigger public schools did. So like, they don't really get that like smaller vibe feel. So like, what do you, what do you think of that? Um,
2: Well, so in in high school, because I had a a, a fairly small, I mean, not compared to yours, uh, graduating class, I I was close with everyone there or not close with, but I I knew everyone there. At least you knew everyone's name. Yes, of course. Yeah, we, you know, we grew up together so i was you know i was fairly popular in high school i had uh friends who would invite me to their parties i had friends who invite me to the people's parties and and so that was that was a good you know like bit of a partying experience and, and being able to to go out and kind of do what i wanted um but my fun i'd say really didn't begin until it, the summer after i graduated i moved in with mm-hmm. my now ex uh my girlfriend at the time i moved in with her and it was so freeing to be able to go out and, mm, and do yeah. what I wanted and to come home, you don't have to be home by a certain time, and on school the next morning. And uh, what you're talking about, that that college lifestyle of going out and partying, I really expected with the military, and uh, <laughs> would have it absolutely would have been the case if not for COVID, especially here.
1: Yeah,
2: Keesler, um, I hate to drop that, you know, little, but yeah, it definitely is a bit of a party place. People like to, to go pretty hard even when they're not allowed.
1: I most definitely enjoyed um, my senior year a lot. Um, you know, like I said, I enjoy smaller groups, so I always kept my friend my friend group small. You know, I think I think a lot of people knew me, um, but I mm-hmm. didn't know a lot of people. Like, um like, you know, I would be walking through the hallways and I'd just be, you know, dapping up like all the all the boys, like friends of friends, like, oh, yeah. what's up, bro? Like how you been? Like, but that was it. You know, it was it was just a "What's up, bro? How you been?" That that empty that empty interaction. Um, so I, I definitely enjoyed my senior year of high school because I had um, a really good times. But just like Abel said, like I as well uh, took a year off before joining the Air Force. Well, it wasn't really my choice. I shattered my foot skateboarding, but that's another story. <laughs> um, but I uh, I was able to you know go out and do what I want wanted on the weekends and i uh, i really liked that freedom as well and uh just repeating exactly what abel said joining the air force i had that freedom in the beginning and then uh COVID hit and now we are locked up tight so
2: yeah that's definitely where where we differ on that one i came in i will so i joined the military with about six cases in the u.s i went into BMC and uh rmti is just progressively like every day like starting like third fourth week we're like hey the world is fucking ending um it is a shit show out there and we were just like what's going on we weren't allowed to see like me my flight we weren't allowed to see our family for graduation and that's um, what everybody looks really,
1: forward to um yeah I that's
2: I got to see, the one i got to see my to family it. for, for yeah.
1: three whole days after graduation mm-hmm. um but yeah, the, that the, that basic training life. Uh, I want to touch on that for a second. Okay, uh, Aaron, I don't think you realize, but you have absolutely zero communication with the with the outside world. Like, you don't know what's going on in the news. Like, I didn't know that. Just a quick example, I didn't know that Juice World died for like a week. Like, you know, when whereas that would be something that I would know right when it happened if I had my phone. You know, like
0: um, you get remember, letters. I
1: mean, yeah, yeah, letters, of course, and uh, that's how I knew uh, I got a, yeah. I got a letter, um, and and of course, living the the pen and paper life for a little bit was was fun, but it's just uh, it can be depressing at times, you know, when you when you think mm-hmm. you're gonna get a letter on a Friday and yeah. it doesn't come till that Monday, and you just have those those days where you're just like, mm-hmm. damn, all I have is the people around me, and I think that's what uh, created some good bonds in basic training.
2: Yeah, I I definitely agree. I think the um, the pen and paper life, as you said, was really. Uh, it felt cool at first until I had. <laughs> so they delegated when you had time to write a letter. If you wrote a letter when you weren't supposed to, they mm-hmm. fucked you up pretty good. Um, so oh, I was like, writing
1: letters in class. I was writing letters all over. Uh, I did not care. I mean, I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mind, but like, yeah. They would,
2: if they if they caught you, dude, like yeah. they caught us one time on a Sunday. And they're like supposed to be doing this and that. And they just got busted, absolutely wrecked. And uh, so there'd be times where I couldn't respond or or really read letters for a few days. And so I'd have like, and I'd get letters in during those days. And so I'd have three or four letters sitting in front of me and I'm sitting on my bed and I'm just like touching on this and touching on that and and responding to this little bit. And there'd be often times where I just have to ignore half a letter and not be able to respond because I'm two pages deep and I got to send this before nine o'clock. So it was definitely a bit depressing, like you said, with the sense of mm, it can take up to six or seven days to get a letter depending on how far away your family is. And for some people, I didn't get a letter for the first like, month because they're busy. You know, they, they have a life going on. And, and so I'm sitting every day waiting for a letter. And it, it's funny because everyone unfortunately knew me immediately because as soon as we could receive letters, I got 14. Mm. Um, and I was flabbergasted. Shit that I got that many letters. Yeah. And uh, every day it was Marquette, Marquette, Marquette again. For like four like four or five letters, I just received so oh, many. Let,
1: let's explain to Aaron um, how we would get the letters. Our, our MTI oh, yeah. would get them from the post office, and we would all sit or stand in a circle in like our little meeting room, and he would just call out names. And if you got multiple letters, like uh, well, like I said, or like you were saying like, like on the first day, like I, I heard uh, Harris, Harris, johnson harris Johnson yeah. harris, harris harris yeah and, you know yeah, so so the, the, it felt nice but um you know there's those people in the back that yeah the, they got their name called like twice throughout all of basic and it's like dang like yeah that sucks
2: <laughs> yeah there were definitely people who who came up to me and they're like i like, got just be holding this fucking stack of letters and they're like literally dude fuck you and i'm like what are you talking about like, why are you so aggressive and they're like i haven't got a letter yet it's been four weeks and i'm like i'm so sorry that that's happening to you but it, in no way is that like anything i have control so <laughs> right, <fuck> right
1: you <laughs> people yeah. are very uh on on the edge and basically yeah a lot of so. a lot
2: of like my flight specifically oof. so so a flight uh is a group of it, it's just the airmen that are that are in mm-hmm. there with you and you're same week group, in um, your dorm, yeah, about fifty. Um, you can can come in with more than fifty at fifty. Every flight probably loses three to four people, maybe more uh, by the time you're done. I know we lost five people just from uh, recycling. Uh, recycling can happen. It's you crazy go crazy, kids. <laughs> back in time, so they they introduced it. At my flights, my MTIs, military training uh, instructors, they um. We, can, we come in, it's like day two, and they're like, did you do you believe in time travel? And we're like, bro, what? <laughs> they're like, the Air Force to figure out a way to send people back in time. And all you have to do is be a shitbag. And I was like, what is this guy talking <laughs> about? Like, what are you going on about? He's like, if you mess up a lot or you can't complete something, you need to complete by a certain week, i will send you back in time you'll go back to a third week flight you'll go back to a second week flight i can i can recycle you up to two weeks at a time and i was like i'm scared the shitless right now
0: (laughs) yeah yeah,
2: Yeah, because then you have to call your family and you have to tell them hey uh i suck uh if you have plane tickets cancel (laughs) uh reschedule for this time and um yeah, I know, I know my, my friend Piper, he, uh, he failed his PT test in six weeks. And if you fail your PT test, you get to take it one more time. If you fail again, you get recycled. So he failed twice, got recycled two weeks. And the next day, they were like, hey, because of COVID, we're no longer doing PT tests. So he got recycled for actually no reason. And they didn't let him back in.
1: That's our, brutal, dude. The, the Piper man, I know?
2: Yeah, Cody Piper.
1: Oh, gosh, man. Shout out yeah. to Cody Piper. Great guy, but yeah sucks
2: yes he was devastated and he killed those sit-ups man he told me the amount of he did i was so proud of him he could not do 32 to save his life and he got like i swear to god like 48 by the time he was done so
0: i respect that yeah Yeah, a lot of a lot of
2: grinding if you're not like in pretty
0: good shape you're grinding
2: in bnt like it is not easy
0: So before going into Air Force and military and all that, just, I guess there's nothing that can really prepare you for any of it. But so looking back at it now, do you think that it was harder, easier, or about what you expected it to be?
1: It was about what I expected it to be, I think.
0: Mm.
1: Might've been a little bit more difficult, um, you know, because people, uh, uh, all the military branches kind of nag at each other about different things. And, you know, people call the air force, the chair force. So I did not think for a second <laughs> that we would be uh, running for like 30 minutes a day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so um, yeah, but it, it Which, was, um, I, I definitely lost like 17 pounds. <laughs> so yeah. that was
2: cool. Yeah. Um. For me, it was harder because I didn't actually run at all for about a year <laughs> before I joined. And I was so fucking stupid. I I, I realized I got in and they're like, all right, you're going to run for 26 minutes. And I was like, I'm going to what?
0: For an entire episode of a TV show, I'm going to be running?
2: Yes. And the warm-ups, so it ended up being 31 minutes. You have five minutes of running for, what, 30 seconds or a minute and then off for 30 seconds or a minute and then you'd be like be walking that time and so you're already like getting warmed up and like you've been running a minute on minute off and you're like all right yeah i'm getting this and then you get 15 minutes in you're like if you're not a runner right like mm-hmm. you're like me who didn't run a year before he's not really a running guy you're like i want like i want to yeah. kill myself this is the worst thing ever like um no way i can do this yeah but it, there's really <laughs> i think what i found which was which is crazy because i've never been a big fitness guy so for me it was i had to discover that. I want to quit and then you don't quit and you really get like a second win. So I would get about 17, 18 minutes in and I'm like, yeah, dude, this is it. Like I'm going to start walking or I'm going to pass away Mm -hmm. and you just (laughs) fight that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but really like you fight that mentally and you, you tell yourself, uh, I can't quit because a big man will come up to me and call me an absolute pussy retard Mm -hmm. for for being (laughs) such a pathetic piece of shit. Um, what was, so your first,
1: like, uh, what was your first belt class? So depending on your like first DT <laughs> test, they, they class you in a belt. Were you a red or a yellow? I was, I, yellow.
2: was I was red. I was a red belt.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I was a yellow. And so there's, Aaron, there's red, um, which is like, shit. I forget the exact times, but and then there's yellow, shit. which is like you need to, you still need to do, and then there's green, which is like, you know, the average runner, and then there's blue, the people that are just <laughs> laughing you. They're just yeah. laughing the shit at you, and and I eventually I got I got blue by the end of basic and I felt wow. so happy. Yeah. And oh um God, yeah, I, see. I, I started in yellow and it's funny because you know, you'll see like, the people in these different bell classes and everybody's just running by you like, you got this, you got this, but I don't want that. I don't want random people. Yeah. To like,
2: <laughs> I wanna yell back at them, but I actually don't have the breath to because yeah. I'm just doing so
0: poorly. It's it's amazing how much faster your brain gives up on you compared to your body.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was a yeah. big thing I had to, to to concentrate on was I was like, no, I'm done. And then I couldn't be. So I would fight past that and I would be done when my body gave up on me, Um, which obviously, you know, it wouldn't. I didn't like, you know, collapse and be empty mm-hmm. like others did. People would pass out. Like they'd run 10 minutes and literally pass out while they're running. I watched a guy <laughs> running with his Jeez. friend and he looks at him like so distressed. So I kind of like back, slowed down him. a bit. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy's out, like he's done. And he goes, I need to sit down. And the guy's like, what? And he just, <laughs> like, go <goes down laughs> and, and like just grabs him and like they fall into the dirt and the grass. And I was like, oh my god, this guy literally <laughs> passed out. That guy he like guy died. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And and that's a you can big see thing people too. throwing
1: up on the side of the track. <laughs> yeah. Or-
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's really like like I thought I was doing bad, and I see these guys like walking, and I'm like, you're getting yelled at, like. MTIs are walking with you, just berating you, making you feel like the worst thing in the world. And you're still and walking. And it's yeah, like, like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what kind of guts do you have? For me, I, I was red belt at first, right? I remember my first runtime, my first PT test. Dude, I got 1532 in a I mile and a, in a mile I got half. A
1: 1327. But
2: yeah, continue. me 15 and a half minutes to run a, a mile and a half. And I was so disappointed in myself. Um, it's not that bad. It's so bad <laughs> compared, to <what> they, <laughs> compared to what they want from you. That is the worst. Um, and so I dedicated myself in those run days. And so that was like first week, right? Like get that like initial mm-hmm. and then you get a third week and a sixth week. So in third week, I got down to a 1326. And then I was like dope. In two weeks, yeah. you know, I, I shaved two minutes off. That's, That's cool. Yeah, And then um, I think I got like I can't remember if that's that's no it's I think it's still red belt by like a few seconds and then six week I got green belt because I ran a god I want to say tw- like 12 no, that, that 13 41. was definitely
1: a yellow belt okay
2: yeah. okay then I was I, but I wasn't yellow so I might been a bit off I was red until six week and I got a 1240 and I was like damn like I shaved you know three minutes off in just these six weeks of running like compared to like, like people that was just, it was just like a really good moment to, to go up to green belt. Uh, because if you're a red belt man, you're literally like a second rate citizen, like the MTI, <laughs> re- like remember the red belts. And then when you're in there at chow, like getting food, they're like, oh, so that's what we're eating. Huh? And I'm like, oh, like, dude, no, please don't do this in front of everyone. In front of everyone. They're like, you like, you think that's gonna help you run? I know your time needs to be better. You sitting here getting a cheeseburger and fries. Are you kidding me? There should be grilled chicken on your plate with some greens. I'm like, sir, I'll die. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. You actually can't even look at them. Or they're like, what the hell are you looking at? It's like, oh man, uh, ah, a cool guy. I don't know. Uh but but yeah, so getting up to Green Belt and having everyone get the hell off my back felt really, really nice. Um it's just it's it's it feels good to go up in
1: belts. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Skipping green belt was was skipping was like my best achievement. I went straight from yellow to blue. I was yellow mm-hmm. up until my sixth week, and my last two weeks, I was running blue, and it was it was definitely uh, really gave me that like push at the end because you're running these laps, and you're right, like you said, your mind is giving up on you uh, before your body, but you just got to think like, man, at the end of this run, first of all, uh, my endorphins are about to hit like some some crack, like that's about yeah. to feel great, and, definitely. Uh, and um and i know that if the people that are on my mind back home would be proud of me if i did this mm. so i have to do it
2: yes that was a big point like thing for me when i was running i just envisioned my family uh it, it really helped me not give up because it felt like giving up on them you know
0: mm. and this is around like a track you're doing laps yes yeah, but, uh,
1: mine i don't know if yours was like a track able like a red track but uh we would no. do the tests on a track, but we would just run on like this uneven shitty concrete that's been there for what? like years. <laughs>
2: what squadron were you?
1: Three twenty first. So we just had this big drill pad. Uh, okay.
2: I yeah, I know the drill pad you're talking
1: about. Destroyed f- my feet. Uh,
2: we had I, um yeah, go ahead. A parking lot, but that was converted into <laughs> a running track. That's what we had to run on. Um
1: Shin Splint City. That's awesome. Yes.
2: Yes, it was. And it was, it's run. So running on a circle track like that is so bad for you mentally because, oh, yeah. especially when you thing. get to the test, it's six laps around a track about as big as the, a little bit smaller than the track that you would run on like uh, to practice on your, on your run days. Mm-hmm. And so you're running on this track and you think, wow, six laps, that's not a lot. And you get two in and you're like, yeah. Fuck, I have four more. Yeah. That's so many. You get, so to, you get four in, running. and you're
1: like, you're like, holy shit! Can I finish these two in the time that yeah. is allocated to me? Like,
2: mm-hmm. it feels yeah. so good to be able to, to accomplish that, especially not being a runner at all, not a physically active guy, to be able to get through BMT with passing scores um, and never once failing a certain part. Because yeah. uh, so as you as you go up in in weeks, the the requirements. parameters. I mean, yeah, yeah the, the requirements are are are. Greater, like they expect more from you. So, like your first time in, like a 1530 is not failing. But if you finish BMT with a 1530, you're not finishing BMT because that's a fail. Um, but the females could run like 18 minutes and still pass, but it's whatever. Um, <laughs> that's fine.
1: Yeah, dude, that's It's, uh, it's whatever.
2: Uh, a 60 year old female has to do, God, it was, dude, is it 18 push ups? Like less uh, than 20 push ups. It's less than yeah. 20. We have yeah. to do. At 44, now that's a tech school training, yeah. Tech, tech For push school. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I'd say my push up and sit up game is pretty strong right now. But man, my uh, if so, if you score above a certain score, uh, in basic, you don't have to do like the PT test at tech school to go off to your first base until mm-hmm. a certain amount of time passes. I'm pretty sure I'm about to pass that certain amount of time, so I should really get out on the track soon. But uh, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm, I'm nervous about that run, man i'm nervous about that run i won't lie to you
1: but then again just like just like basic we were so running the run days were so like damn like this is about to suck but you you come out on top in the end you know um so i I really do think it's a mental thing
0: oh for sure and i was gonna jump into that just like running laps is so much worse than rather running running one big loop around a bigger area
1: Or like, or like a trail, like running a trail, yeah, or like a trail, or like, yeah. Uh, running from point A to point B is mm-hmm. uh, so uh, it's kind of like freeing than like running around a track in a certain, like, a lot of, amount of time. Yeah. Like, like, uh,
0: laps are like, deadly,
1: like, cross country. Is there track. like a
0: timer out there? Is there like a,
1: yes, a yes, clock? Yes. You yes. With, yes. Out, yes. Yeah. Like, you in know, oh line.
0: crap, I'm behind already,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, throwback to like middle school cross country, Thomas.
1: Oh my God, I did cross country for like two or three months. <laughs> I know, I know Coach Ramsey just was like, Why is this kid out here?
0: I remember right. you there. You showed up for, yeah, you said <laughs> sometimes. Months, so, like three months, <laughs> a good amount of time, you know. Than yeah, some sorry, people. I gotta
1: quit uh, the cross country team. Why? Uh, Because I don't want to do it anymore. Uh, <laughs> why? Because I don't want to do it anymore. Okay. Like, you know, like oh man.
0: Ah, Sports. Sports. (laughs) I should have quit early. I should have (laughs) quit. I don't know why I never quit, but yeah. Definitely a mental game over a physical game for sure. For sure, for sure. Like unless you you just just have to have you just have to have that. And like physicality obviously helps, but like you just have to have that mindset of just like I can't stop. Like that's not even an option for me. Like why would I even consider walking right now? Like I can't. Like I yeah. that's not even on the table right now. So
2: so yeah, a great example of that is even when you have shin splints, your bones are literally on just fire. not yeah, like to your core you are in pain. I would I had this running buddy who we helped each other get better times. For some I can't remember his name. It's, it's on the I know his first name is Jameson. Um and he had shin splints one day on a run day and he would, we were literally running and he kind of slowed down a bit and I looked over and I was like you good and he's like, crying. And I'm like I'm like yeah. oh my god like are you okay and he's like this hurts so bad. And I'm like yeah. I'm like I know like we got to meet this time but like if you're injured let's stop. He said no, I want to get this many laps in before like 10 minutes and I was like I was like dude like it's okay to quit right now and he's like no, like I have to do this. So, you know, a big thing is Enduring that pain and and still wanting to better yourself, even in you know in moments where it feels like you're gonna fall apart. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's, definitely. yeah, that's one thing that I I am glad I did cross country because it did teach me that mindset of like I just don't have an option to quit um, because I definitely transferred that to other aspects in my life, such as like my academic life or whatever else in my life that may be, because like there there are those I know there's like students, especially um, in college and whatnot in high school, they'd be like, oh, like, I'm so tired. I'm just going to go to sleep now and I'll do it in the morning. But like, they never do it in the morning, obviously. But like, for me, I could never go to sleep without like getting everything done. Whether that means I'm going to sleep at like 2, 3 a.m. Like, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to get my stuff done because I don't have an option to not get this done. Like, I have to do this, like. I don't have an option to not do this, but like, but then there's like also those pe- those other people like yeah, I'm fine with not doing it, like whatever. But like that's just not the mindset that I have, and that's not the mentality I have, and especially like and as you said, shin splints and like people throwing up in the on the side of the track and whatnot. Like yeah, like especially in sport, I know shin splints suck so bad, and like, but that's not even like a valid excuse to walk anymore because like yeah we all have shin splits it's just it's not even a valid injury which like is crazy to me because like it sure does feel like a valid injury you know (laughs) like definitely it's not a broken bone but like i feel like it should be a valid injury to be like i need to stop and like because this no way this is healthy for me and
2: and, in bmt it definitely was because those led to fractures and fractures would get you put in what's called med hold which is a medical hold and uh, that's when you sit in a hospital room for man one person was in there long enough to get medically discharged wow if you are
1: i met a girl that was in med hold for uh seven months so imagine going to basic training and being like oh i'm gonna be out of here in eight weeks and we get to see my family and then being stuck in what's practically prison for seven months Mm mm-hmm just because of paperwork delays or like okay I've been okay I've my I've, my injuries my injuries have been healed for like two months now but why do they still have me in med hold you know B- BMT I think was just overall like kind of a shit show but um, yeah it's meant you know, to I'm be not, yeah.
2: another thing is too you know, That's they, they break you down they build you back up but when it comes to med hold specifically they really just don't care about you like you are not anywhere close to their top 10 and priority standards so they would just hold you there and hold you there i know a girl that was in there for nine months and she got medically discharged with full benefits from the air force because of it mm. uh which is so crazy you can go to bmc and get hurt and they just be like okay you've been in too long piss off yeah. here's some money
1: <laughs> 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 here's some money go uh start a different path in life even though this is the one that you plan to do
0: yeah okay. so I, I know you have siblings thomas but do you have any siblings abel Yes, um,
2: I have two blood-related siblings, and I have two people that my father uh, helped raise that I grew up with. Um, And so, my two blood uh, siblings—my little sister Reese is fifteen, my little Mm -hmm. brother Brian is thirteen years old. Um, I love them with all my heart. You know, I'm I'm the oldest uh, when it comes to them, so I have this really big, like, big brother mentality. A lot of my friends tell me, especially if I play like competitive games with them. I just talk like the maddest shit, and I will like berate <laughs> you, but just berate you to death. Yeah. And they're like, "Why are you like this? Like you're such a good <laughs> brother." And I'm like, "I mean, you know, you're just shit trash. Like get better."
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you can get better,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you have thumbs? <laughs> you
2: have thumbs?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, um, when
2: it came to uh, the other the other siblings I have, I had an older sister named Peyton and uh, a, a younger brother named Jace. Jace is a criminal now, um, but just absolutely shit the bed when it comes to life. But Peyton is doing well for herself, and I'm proud of her. She, um, being the older sibling in that sense, she got the brunt of so much. So it was good for me to learn how to be a big brother back home with my mom and, and to how, to, and how to appreciate an older sibling when it came to my dad. Um, I think it I formed, formed pretty well.
1: Yeah. I definitely, good. in the term of siblings have made all of the, uh, mistakes first i know that they (laughs) can't mess up any worse than i have so i know that their their load is going to be lighter um when it comes to uh my parents putting up with them uh on both sides um i have two i know you know this uh aaron i don't think i've i think i have told you Abel. i have so in san diego i have my mom and my stepdad and i have two younger sisters uh, alexandra and daniela they are uh, twelve, and uh, uh, I'm sorry, Daniela. If you listen to this into the future, I think you're eight. Um, I actually have no idea. <laughs> 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 God, God. I think yeah, I my have, I, have, <laughs> I my dad and uh, my stepmom Amy in Houston. I have James, who is uh, six, and Elizabeth, who is uh, just about to be two years old. So,
0: well, wow. so we're all. And you don't know this, Abel, but I have four younger siblings. Um, one is eleven, then ten, and then I'm pretty sure both of them are eight. Um, they're twins. The youngest are twins. Um, so we're all the oldest sibling. Um, and I, th- and I, f- do you guys ever feel more of? A, this may pertain more to Thomas, just because there is that bigger age gap there. Um, so two questions. First question is: Do you guys ever feel more of a parent than an older sibling? Second question is: Do you like? Do you obviously like miss your siblings in this time?
1: Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna answer the second question first. Uh, um, Madeline called me. Um, on facetime uh, a couple weeks back and she was at my mom's house and i saw my mom my stepdad my two siblings and madeline all in the same place and i just about almost started crying on facetime you know i they they didn't Mm -hmm. really notice that i was tearing up but it it just really hit me hard you know i I haven't seen them in a while and i i know that they they love me with all their hearts and they look up to me and they would do anything to see me right now and it's just the fact that i can't uh grant them that request that right. really it really hits me down deep and uh do i feel like a parent uh more than a sibling um i i really don't think i really don't think so i do feel like an older brother but i think that has reflected in my personality being like the one in the friend group back back home where um whenever mm-hmm. me and the boys would go out or something like that and we'd be getting into trouble i'd always have a backpack full of like snacks and water or, like i'd always be making sure everybody's okay so um Yeah, people always called me like the dad of the group, which I thought was very funny. Solely for the fact that I just cared about everybody (laughs) a little bit more than
2: others. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, I'll answer the first question Uh, first. So growing up being younger, me being 12 through like 15, really, I I was really a big, big parent to them. I guess more like 10 to 15. Mm -hmm. Um, There was and sorry, mom, if you ever hear this, but there's a there's a bit of neglect in the household. Um, my 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 mom and my stepdad's marriage wasn't doing well, and there was a lot of a lot of fighting. So I was definitely the protector in the sense of not that we were ever hit or anything right, um, right, yeah. with them, but
1: the emotional I, protector.
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, like they came to me, you know, when things would, would go on, and I would, you know, it's okay. Like, do, do you want something to eat? You know, I'll brave the kitchen and, and get you something. Or um, you know, they just saw me as like this this separate fathery mm-hmm. entity I guess um, as I grew up they became more self-sufficient because of it and they didn't really need me anymore um, of course I'm sure Brian my little brother sees me that way still but Reese her soul is too like self-reliant for her age I swear mm-hmm. um, but uh, but yeah so definitely felt like a parent in my younger years but now from being 16 and older not really you know I was more of a big brother more just a homie when they needed Mm-hmm. um and uh for the second question i miss them with my heart soul and bones like i my sister facetimes me out of the random all the time and it really makes my day um you know to see my my little brother smile when you know when he sees me on, on the phone it's just like makes it like brings tears to my eyes man anyway, i miss him I miss him to death um they just they mean a lot to me um and i wish more than ever i could see them these these times are, are quite trying um and uh it just it sucks that that i can't really see them and that i'm stuck here with the, like like maximum i can do is is to call them and talk to yeah. them that
0: way i think that was i didn't so i'm i'm from houston i live in houston my family lives in houston but i go to the university of connecticut um, so it's quite far away um, Yeah, that was me missing my siblings was the one thing I didn't really foresee and I didn't really realize how much that I would actually miss them. It wasn't until that I like was leaving for college I was like wow like I'm not gonna like be able to really like see them grow up like day in day out you know I'm not gonna be able to see them every day um, and then when I did get to college like yeah I, I, I miss seeing them every day even though like they may have annoyed me quite a bit and whatnot or or the responsibilities that do go with being a bigger re- bigger brother in that I have to make sure they're they're fed or just making sure they're not fighting each other or like helping them out with homework, whatever that may look like or picking them up from whatever activities they're going to. Um, I, I miss that I, I did I didn't really. I wasn't prepared for how much I did actually miss them, um, and also one thing that I one thing that I wanted to add to that was that um, like my my brother um, the oldest he's eleven right now um, Avery he's gonna be in sixth grade next year so he's going into middle school like those like middle school is like when, like, they really start to become who they are, you know? Like, those, that's when Most they generally. start to discover themselves. They have, like, they yeah, everyone has their own personality already, but, like, it, it becomes even more pronounced to, like, oh, like, oh, like, this is Avery, like, this is the real Avery, like, because I yeah, I know yeah. Avery now, but, like, he's still, like, a little kid, you know, he's still trying to figuring things out. He's not truly... Whatever they get their voice like. yeah they they, yeah. <laughs> they really start to individualize and become who they really are and like me knowing like wow i'm gonna miss that whole stage
1: like yeah i'm kind of missing that with alexandra right now so i know exactly how you feel man
0: like isn't that that's like you come home to visit or like they visit you and like they're, and they're just different or yeah. they're not
1: different but th- something new has developed yeah, it, yeah, within it's, them it's, and <laughs> it's like yeah it's like damn it why the free yeah, I'm, I'm there for that like yeah i missed
0: it dang Ugh. but that is yeah that, that is one thing that and yeah i, I love my parents it's just it's not the same i don't the, the way you miss your siblings is just very unique and different it's it's yeah it's quite incredible honestly
1: because mm-hmm. you were there for their first words their first steps their yeah. first So you're like oh well that that's that's cool that's that's all right but but you're not there for when they become who they are and it's like damn it (laughs) wow that sucks you know like there can i i wouldn't say there'd be like a relationship gap because siblings are always going to be siblings but uh, i i think you understand this abel or and aaron uh how far apart in age like i definitely Mm -hmm. have a different relationship with Alexandra than I do Daniela. And I definitely had a, a way different relationship living away from James
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: than than I do with Daniela. So it's, um, you know, and they all have their own little personalities. Like James is a rambunctious little uh, little shithead um, who is not scared to uh, tackle you or punch you in the face. Whereas like <laughs> uh, Daniela is a little like Barbie girl and Alexandra is a <laughs> little, little tomboy, you know? like so yeah. it's, you just you miss these certain parts of them, and and then you also most literally miss out on new parts of them as they're growing up.
2: Yeah, I think not being there for their most formative years is definitely going to be a bit of a toll on me. Uh, I'm sure for you guys too. You know, because with my little brother, like my little sister, she's she's gosh, now about to be halfway through high school. That's insane. But you know, not being there to help them figure themselves out and to be that crutch. Uh, it definitely sucks. It's gonna suck.
1: I um, have a quick question. Were you a senior when she was a freshman, or no?
2: No, she was in eighth grade when I was she a was senior. In eighth grade. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. So yeah, it's um, it's difficult not being able to see most of her high school experience, and and not being able to see any of my little brother's high school experience, not be there physically. You know. Yeah, it's um, crazy. It's so. It's just it's it's insane because I remember like raising my little brother basically like mm-hmm. he had a hearing he had a hearing deficiency uh when he was really young and he stopped talking for a while and uh you know so so you know as as thomas said like those little things about them that you remember their personalities and little things you help them grow through are cool but these you know as i said before the, these formative years where they're really finding their voice you know um it's it's gonna not be the coolest to not be a part of that physically and then be there to help them through it
0: yeah, gosh, that's crazy. Like just imagine like all the dumb crap you did in high school and just thinking that your siblings are gonna be there too. are your siblings are gonna be there eventually that. and like you <laughs> won't be there to be like yo don't do that
1: you know i <laughs> hope to god my siblings aren't waking up in a ditch on the middle of a saturday night absolutely blackout drunk you know like like uh i really hope that i made most of the mistakes for yeah, them yeah <laughs> but like
0: think like yeah. they are gonna have the option to you know I like know, that know. option's gonna be there like they may or may not do it but it, that's crazy yeah. they even think they have they're gonna have that option because mm-hmm. like you only you only know them as, like, a little kid, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. you don't know them as, like, a high schooler or, like, and, a, even a middle schooler,
2: like... Yeah, and, and Thomas, uh, not that that's ever happened to you. Okay. Uh, obviously, being on, having our our voices and, and our things we say put out in the world because we are perfect airmen. <laughs> We've never been through such... Oh, yeah, no, no, uh, no. no. That, was, that, was a figurative, guys, that was a figurative example, yeah. you know? Yeah,
1: it was it was
0: a a have you seen... Have, you guys have TikTok? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Have you oh, seen those? Really exactly. You guys see whenever they like they post a video whenever and they like um what is it? what is it? it's not called, it's not a description. What is it? a a caption, I guess. It's like mm-hmm. for legal reasons, this is a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is exactly this moment. Yeah, 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 it's a joke. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, uh my my views do not represent the views of the Air Force, and I am speaking on my own behalf. My opinion <laughs> is my own. Um that's something that we are legally obligated to say when being... Uh, I
1: uh, like, second that.
2: Yeah, kind of okay. forgot about that one. Um, but yeah, we're supposed to you know, Maybe say it's, that that's okay. it's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but um, I have to go check in. So I will be right back.
0: Yeah, go for it, man. All right. Yo, Thomas, just because I, I have you one-on-one, um, I was playing... Um, COD with Sarabia the other night. Yeah. And he didn't believe me that you were married. <laughs> really? And I, and I told him, okay, I'm supposed to do a podcast with him soon. Yeah. So you just have to say the words so he'll believe me.
1: Yeah, no, uh, Andrew, I got uh married back in October and I didn't really uh my my partner and I didn't really want to tell um too many people um, solely for convenience. Um, but no, most everybody knows now. And I'm I'm sorry that uh you weren't told directly, but you will definitely be invited to the wedding, Andrew. So um There it is, <laughs> keep, that, keep, I that told mind. You. keep that in Keep that in mind. I was not
0: me. lying. <laughs> has been spoken.
1: That's funny. Yeah, no, Andrew will randomly FaceTime me from time to time and it uh it makes my day talking to old friends all the time.
0: Yeah, for sure. But um on that subject, um our next podcast because there should definitely be another one um i oh, yeah. do want to jump into that just being married and all for so sure man we'll talk about it then we'll save it. i i just want to say i respect it i love it, it makes me happy
1: <laughs> you um, know a lot of people have uh, different opinions on it um yeah no and, for sure uh our grandparents were getting married at a uh, you know 17 18 19 20. Yeah, that was and, the uh, norm back then man and now now i tell now i'm I tell it's people little, that I'm 19 and married and they look at me like yeah, I'm a psychopath like crazy. and yeah, I'm like,
0: like oh, uh, why are okay. you stupid? You know, like yeah, no, that's just it's like worst decision. You've, no, it's not. I, 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 go for it. I, yeah, no, I, I no, totally, I just, um, am for it.
1: And, yeah, no, I, and that's the thing. Like I never really let the hate get to me because I think it's ridiculous that, uh, people will see me for like, a. Like a stupider person or that i've made a mistake but they mm-hmm. won't like vocalize it sometimes some people will some people will vocalize it they'll be like well uh that's fucking stupid have fun and i'm like okay uh go fuck yourself but yeah. you know it, it's um i love it i love her more than words can explain and she'll mm-hmm. definitely be my best friend for life. Oh, yeah so why why should i have why, why wait? I have waited to you know like I, it may in the off chance that i waited and i and i lost that you know yeah. um I don't know what I would have done with myself, you know? So I know you said you wanted to get into this in a different episode, but there's, here we are. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's, but there's so much more to like expound. Oh on. yeah. Oh, yeah, man. We're touching the surface on it, but yeah, I totally agree with what you're, what you're saying.
1: Oh yeah. Abel's on, so in my, in my new squadron, I'm on the first floor right next to the check-in desk and he's mm. on the second floor a little bit, or he's on the third floor a little bit farther away. So he'll be, he'll be back in a moment. Um, But, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. man, um, how, when, when did, uh, COVID send you back from, uh, from school? Like
0: March, probably like the second week of March. I was going okay. home anyway for spring break. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, oh, looks pretty bad. So we're gonna do online classes till April. And then we'll come back in April and like do business as usual. And then like nope. halfway through spring break, they were like, oh, never mind. just stay home like the rest of the semester, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> blah. Um, and, it, and right now it looks like I'm gonna be in Houston again for the fall because like all my classes are on, online i get it for the fall yeah, I,
1: I was just talking to my my i was just talking to my mom the other day and my mom was saying that my sister's classes are supposed to start back up like a normal school year but uh, that was just uh, like an update of last week i highly doubt that their classes will start back up uh you know in an into a normal setting uh this soon uh, you know mm-hmm. i think with this second wave so the second wave hit us in the air force uh pretty hard um uh, not that there's like a bunch of cases on base, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Like, like we we were starting to get uh, privileges back again, and then uh, all of a sudden they're like, "Oh yeah, uh, by the way, uh, no, uh, we're actually not going to be doing that." <laughs> so, so yeah, that that sucked. Yeah, that that did suck. Yeah, indeed. which is absolutely crazy. Like, I did not
0: expect it to have this long of an impact and it's still having an impact and it yeah it's, it's will still going full still force an and i'm
1: kind of upset about that
0: i am, yeah i'm just like caught off guard honestly like i don't even know what to think of it because like i'm not even able to really like process the the gravity the, the gravity. Mag, yeah the gravity the magnitude of like this whole situation and that it's still happening like months after like i did not at all for a second think it was going mean, to last because, because
1: all the all the events that we've lived through in our you know like short nineteen twenty years um have been things that were like they hit for a month or two like you know like uh, real real-time events and maybe even in third world countries we'll be like oh dang like that's that's tough that's terrible you know over here in america but like the fact that this is affecting the whole world globally and this will go down in history for
0: like, isn't that uh, crazy hundreds, to think about hundreds of
1: years to come it's um, crazy. And we are just, we're, I saw this Squidward meme and it's like, it's just a Squidward with a stupid face and there's this text coming off of him. And it's like, it's like, I really don't want to be living through any historical event right now. You know, so, <laughs> but fact. yeah, and I think I speak for all of us when I say uh, we don't want to be living through a historical event right now, but we are.
2: Yeah. So. Um, and the, the worst part is about this is that um, so if we don't handle this the right way, this could be a two year um, occurrence. This could be not this harsh, but COVID 19, uh, like MERS, Corona, would be an issue for two years before it's completely dissolved. Just like even if we have vaccination, just because of how widespread it's gotten, if it continues to get worse, it will be an issue for two years. It's
0: crazy. Yeah,
1: like yeah. people were saying in the beginning, like, okay, they're developing the vaccines. Like, this isn't going to last that long. It's like, okay, but, but do you not know how <laughs> much time it takes to mass produce a vaccine? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and like give it out to people? Like, that. Uh, yeah. It's, it's create one out of, out of thin air, time. basically. Yeah, like this could take such a long time. And it's, and can you imagine, like, obviously we're not going to be in tech school forever, Abel, but can you imagine, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> living like this for two years?
2: No 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 that would be hell like, <laughs> actual hell like that would yeah. be the worst thing that could ever happen to anyone yeah it would be not apocalyptic but like the brink of it would not be good i like i know all those people that like like you know those tv shows where it's like uh my my apocalypse um, shelter underground and like, Usually, like what they day uh, yeah. like <laughs> or whatever it's called. Yeah, I bet they're like yeah. What now, fuckers? Like <laughs> Yo, those bunkers are like dumb lit though. Like yeah, those bunkers. I aren't. wish I invested. In, in wish I invested in one. <laughs> oh,
0: they're like so nice. They have like they have everything. They have, like they got tv they got food they got nice bed and couches. Like, and yeah stuff. i can i can survive down here for five years you can what, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, right. without leaving this bunk without even opening that door i can live in here for five years uh, well, my first house all, I would
1: go yeah. clinically insane um,
2: but <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah right like that'd be so terrible uh, like especially alone like not like without oh, your family gosh jeez gosh, i can't oh, even man. imagine
0: doing it alone
2: you know, even even if I had to live here for five years, I would go insane.
1: Oh, yeah, here in tech school? No, uh, I, yeah. call a, I call that call that discharge. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get,
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely discharge for that one on purpose. Um, <laughs> I have to go with, I'm um, not mentally okay enough to be here. And then they're like, dope, get out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> dope, bye.
2: Yeah, like, ah, don't kill yourself, babe. You're so. Your time is so important to me. I want to use you for
1: war. Aha. So, <laughs> <laughs> fifteen dollar plane ticket out of here. <laughs> have y'all seen? Yeah, no. Have y'all seen like like flight like prices? Like you can get as low as like twenty five dollar like plane That's tickets.
2: That's so crazy, dude. Are you serious? Yeah, no. I'm I'm dead serious.
1: Dead serious. That's insane. Yeah, especially in the like in the beginning, bro. I saw yeah. Like. Uh, One of my buddies was taking a trip back home and he paid like $27 and like 60 cents for a one-way ticket. (laughs) No way. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, but like,
2: wow.
0: Yeah. So do you guys, are you guys personally like scared of getting the virus? No. Or no? No. We're quarantined
2: very well here.
0: Yeah, Even like, if uh, you weren't like quarantined, just say like, like, got, like it it hypothetically,
1: home. if I got the virus, yeah, that hypothetically, if um,
0: you got like, would you be scared for your life?
1: No, no, yeah, no, I don't I have would, any uh, I mean, so. I've had I've had a pneumonia twice, and uh, that was god fucking awful. And I <laughs> I bet uh, having COVID like a worse worse case of COVID would be something like that. Um, so I think I'd be all right. I I mean I can imagine I'd. Be in pain or bedridden, but I would most definitely not uh, lose my life. So yeah,
0: so same on that front. It's just that like before, like at the very beginning when it was like just starting to happen, like uh, school started to close and everything. Blah 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 blah. At the very beginning, and I was I was going home for spring break, um, and so I thought flat- to. I fly out of Boston because it's um, cheaper and I don't mind it. I like Boston too. It's a nice city. Um, And I have some um, high school buddies in Boston. Um, So I was staying with Chris Hahn in Boston before my flight. And like, I was just hanging out with him for the weekend. Like my flight was, I think it was like Sunday night or Monday morning, something like that. So I was there with him like Friday, Saturday. Um, This was when everything like started to happen and like New York, which wasn't, it's like, I want to say three, four hour drive from Boston. So not too far. New York was already getting like hit pretty hard. And they were already talking about like closing the city down, not like letting people leave and stuff. Um, and like Boston's not too far away. So Boston was getting slightly hit already. Um, so like we were already getting the first wave of it. And uh, me and my buddy, Chris, um, we were like, yo, like, We should watch Contagion. Like, like, all right. I mean, I don't see why not. So, like, we're sitting there watching Contagion, and like, by the end of that movie, I was like, for about like twenty minutes or so, (laughs) I was, I was legitimately scared for my life. I was like, whoa, like, am I gonna, like, are we gonna die? Like, are are we okay? (laughs) Shitting and farting over it. Yeah. (laughs) But have you guys seen that movie?
2: no uh, i have not no personally i haven't i think right now would be the absolute worst time to watch it too
0: you should <laughs> you should watch it right like in this while it's i mean I, who? it's going to be going like this whole COVID thing's going to be going on for a while so you you should watch the movie you'll be fine <laughs> after like i've definitely it only it was only like 20 minutes of me actually being kind of scared and then mm-hmm. like i had dinner and recovered and everything yeah but um yeah you should watch it it, it hits different and it has Matt Damon. Oh, well, now I'm <laughs> going to watch it. Yeah, who, no, who doesn't I like Matt or. Damon? <laughs> 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 oh, man. <It's> so <laughs> and, like, the Martian was amazing. Have you guys seen yeah. The Martian?
2: Uh, Martian yes. Was, so it was speaking. The Martian was actually scientifically 100% accurate aside from the windstorm on Mars because winds can't pick up past like 10 miles per hour, I think. That makes sense because there's like no gravity. There's, yeah, there's no there's no atmosphere. so no, there's, Yeah, that's true. There's, not no atmosphere, there's a very shit atmosphere. Very thin. The wind just does not <coughs> exist like that. But everything else was 100% accurate. See, that assignment. makes
0: the movie even better.
2: Yeah, that made it really enjoyable for me.
0: I now look back on that movie and I'm like, wow. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. See, like, he didn't have the option to give up. He was like, no, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to die yeah, here. See, Definitely survive a <laughs> easy run day. Exactly. <laughs> Bro, have you seen I also just I just watched Ford v. Ferrari with Matt Damon in it too? Yeah, hey, how was that? that? It was oh. really good. It was That's what like, I, heard. I whenever I was like whenever I picked it to watch it, I was like, ah, oh, like I'm kinda of in the mood for like an action thriller, maybe like some like James Bond or something like that um but like and eh, whatever i watched this but like i was i was very happy with it it was just a great quality film to watch so definitely recommend that
2: nice yeah I, i've been meaning to watch it honestly
0: I, I actually forgot it existed until just now so you should totally watch it um definitely definitely
1: add that to the list
0: yeah before we wrap up um you weren't here for it able but next time we do a podcast we're gonna we're gonna i do you i assume you know thomas is married right yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay yeah i assume but yeah we're gonna talk about just just a heads up so you'll be thinking of it in the back of your head until next time
1: aaron wants um, to pick my brain about the situation and just talk about and uh, and you
0: able just the whole um what you think about marriage and being married this early or even being married at all and just dating okay. in general, I guess. Um, I have hella
2: yeah. opinions on all of that. So
0: I definitely yeah. enjoy talking about that. Keep that in the back burner for I'm next excited. time. Definitely excited. should be. I'm excited for that one too, because I also have a lot of thoughts on the matter. Um, just dating in general. Um, I think, I think the dating, I'm just going to put this out there right now as like a little preview for next uh, episode. I think the dating, culture right now at least for our generation is bad yeah. i think, it, I think <laughs> the mindset is absolutely <laughs> terrible abel's like fuck and yeah it's- <laughs> yeah 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 preview for next time yep um just a little uh little preview so hopefully people get interested um in listening to the next one but on that note um Thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend with me. I know you guys have, I mean, I don't know. Do you guys have a busy schedule nowadays or what is that looking like? Uh, no. Nope. Right, <laughs> wide open?
2: <laughs> yes. Like in the afternoon, it's like, what the fuck
0: am I going to do now? So. Well, most of the time I have to thank my guests because they usually do have busy schedules. Um ah, so. Not us. No, I, will, no. I will still thank you for this great conversation. I really do. Yeah, no, it was my pleasure, man. Yeah, I yeah, really no, enjoy no. meeting you, Abel. It was awesome to meet you. I think you're a really cool guy. And also catching up with Thomas. Um, yes, sir. And, yeah, I need I need a better profile picture next time. So every time I look at, like, your screen, I, like, see more yeah. of your face. And, like, Definitely. I some calves and thighs but like i just want that's just
1: like (laughs) a picture of me crouching yeah i know Yeah, staring off
0: in the distance like what are you looking at you know i I have no idea i
1: think i was i think i was on the middle of a bridge you know uh uh, my buddy was like really into photography at the time and uh he was just i mean it's a good picture like all the boys and like you know i had never really like taken pictures i i I rarely even post on instagram dude like yeah uh, but social media that's another topic but uh, uh yeah but yeah, no. Uh, I think I w- he was just like, "Yo, let me get a shot of you," and I was like, "Oh, the good picture. I'll make it my Google profile." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. Anyway, yeah, like, I don't want to say
0: you look constipated, but like. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're you're definitely like thinking about something like oh, what, you- what am i going to eat later
1: you know like- <laughs> no um i think uh i need to get a webcam anyway for other things so i'll, I'll throw right, one you on. should do
0: that i yes
1: i need i don't know how, how short your hair is it still pretty short uh no, actually I've I've grown my hair a little bit. I have a you know? nice nice little fade on the sides. It's curly oh, on the top. So yeah,
0: yeah it, get, I'm a webcam, a, get a webcam, man. a webcam. Not
1: bald headed, but yeah, man. Get up, get
0: up on we'll the table, man. You're the only one without a webcam.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Get <Getting laughs> on
0: our level, bro.
1: Yeah, you suck. We'll do anyway. Uh, thank you again, Aaron, for uh, yeah for letting us on the show.
0: Yeah, a, yeah, thanks bro. for having us on, man. Have a great night. any oh, uh, anytime, lads. Like just. Shoot me a text, man. Like